I've seen two movies in the last two days. Uh, one was the new Disney Moana movie, which, despite myself, I really enjoyed. I think it's good and people should watch it. The other was Bridget Jones' Baby, which, well, what you going to do? Hey folks, welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is your host with the most aid and we have a special guest on today who Graham is going to introduce shortly. I find myself this week in the enviable position as somebody who has not one, not two, not three, but four rolls of film. And these are 36 shots per piece, four rolls of film at the lab at the moment. I'm quite excited to understand or to see what I get back, especially seeing as at least one of those is completely chock full of a chain reaction shoot. More on that later. First of all, though, Graham, how are you, buddy? I am doing fantastically. Thank you very much. And I am very excited to have with us today somebody who I've wanted to get on the show for a long, long time. It was somebody who uh, Eric first pointed us towards um, and very glad I am that he did. Um, With us today is Sarah Gates. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Now, I don't usually do this. We we normally, we're getting slightly better, but we normally just like to throw a terribly open question at people uh, and drop them right in it first out the gate. But I thought I would um, take the unusual step today, and I hope it's not going to you know, bore people with being too long, but I thought I'd actually read your About You page from your Smug Mug thing. So to give people an idea of what you're like and a bit of your background and so on, as we can really delve into that. So this is the entirety of Sarah's About page on her professional Smug Mug page. Hello, my name is Sarah. Cameras and chihuahuas. The end. Um, <laughs> so I can't stand talking about myself. So <laughs> I get that impression. Keep um, it brief. Being a photography podcast, this seems uh, with that information, it seems one obvious way to go with this. I would love to hear about your chihuahuas, please. Because oh, great! They are frequent models in your photographs. Um, how many chihuahuas do you have? And what are you know, next? we have four. We have four right now. We have um, Allie and Zoe and Houdini and Mr. Burns presently. <laughs> um, I, I have to ask, does that mean uh, that Ginger Snap is no longer with you? Yes, unfortunately it is. We had we used to have six and that's where the 24 feet name comes from. And unfortunately, ah. sadly, over the last two years, we've lost two of them. Um, so we're down to four. But yeah, Ginger Snap, unfortunately... Yeah, she pieced out um, last year, the end of the year. I'm sorry to hear that. Ginger Snap did not look like she was a dog that peace was a major part of her life. Every picture you had of her, she looked slightly terrifying. Yeah, she's me- she was mean. She was a mean <laughs> old dog. <laughs> we did a rescue and ended up with, you know, a couple of um, candidates that really weren't suitable for adoption, but were the, the house that will take any dog, um, regardless of its attitude. And that's how we ended up with her. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure the other chihuahuas were really pleased to have a mean chihuahua in the mix. Yeah, yeah, not so much, but they all put up with each other pretty well overall. So you're obviously an animal lover, otherwise you wouldn't be taking on mean chihuahuas. Um, Correct. <laughs> you are now, from the incredibly limited amount that we can find out about you online, it does seem like pet photography is a part of your um, skill set. So the first question I want to ask is, Is this something that you're doing professionally? Because your website certainly looks very professional. 
um, and the photographs look very professional. Is this something, is this what you're actually doing as a career? No, I'm actually an attorney. So I have a full-time gig, <laughs> completely unrelated to dogs or cameras. But I started getting, you know, deep into photography a couple of years ago. And the pet, the pet thing was sort of, you know, one branch that I was interested in. And I still love it. I don't, I wouldn't say I do it professionally. Um, but, you know, if a candidate comes along, I'll certainly be happy to do a shoot for anyone. Um, but it, I, I used to, I've done more of it, in, you know, the, a couple of years ago. Not so much recently, other than my own dogs so but it is fun I, i've enjoyed that piece so you say a couple of years ago I, I, I think that's an underestimate how long since you got into photography in, in a, a sort of more serious way would you say mm -hmm. uh you know i sort of dove in full fully in around 2010 and did a lot of digital for the first couple of years that I was sort of relearning how to, how to shoot again. I, you know, I had taken photography in college years ago and always grew up with cameras and everything, but got back into it through digital and sort of learned, I think more, um, of the ins and outs of it. It's so much more, you know, it's so much easier to learn on digital. You can see your mistakes right away and everything. Um, so back, you know, a couple of years ago, I was shooting a lot more digital and at that time more pets and, you know, families and things like that and that I'm not doing as much anymore. You have a, a lot of um, portrait photography on your website as well, and you are yes. clearly um, very comfortable, uh, or at least it, uh, both with natural light, and I'm assuming that you must be using quite a lot of artificial light as well with some of your pictures. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, mostly most of the recent stuff is all natural light, and I think mm -hmm. back in 2010, 2011, I was shooting a lot of artificial light, mostly all actually a lot of um you know use alien bees and i love them and you can set them up anywhere and all that uh a couple of years of doing that i got tired of lugging stuff around and now i'll do just about anything i can do to not shoot with stands or lights or any of that i'll <laughs> literally do anything to avoid having to carry all that stuff around Word. so more natural now than anything aca that's the way forwards one day you'll yeah, get that it's just too much stuff i just yeah packing up the car and I don't know. I just don't have the energy for it anymore, really. Or the, need, the desire to drag all that stuff around. So give me a window, you know, garage light, window light, anything like that. That works perfectly. So uh, as you were clearly looking to make life easier as you moved away from artificial light, how did you end up coming back into film photography? Because that seems yes. like a not yeah. necessarily the easiest step. Right. But, you know, I got I got tired of shooting massive quantities and then being stuck in the computer for, you know, however many days afterward to cull through. Um, and it just kind of felt artificial. I just didn't want to do that, really, especially not for anything personal. So I sort of went back to film initially for my personal stuff. Just because on, on a weekend I can shoot, you know, a roll of 36. I can document every single thing that we're doing over even on a busy weekend, if it's a party weekend or vacation or whatever, 36 shots is enough. I can get all of it in. I can tell the whole story of the weekend that way, put the roll in the mail, wait for it to come back, or I'd develop it myself at home if it's black and white, um, and just have 36 to deal with, and, or 24, whatever it is, um, and just cut down on that massive quantity and have it be more of an organic process and not you know, computer photography, for example. It just kind of wasn't feeling fulfilled from that, um, at least for my personal work. And then I started incorporating more film into other things like shoots with models and 
um, my projects and things like that. And then it just kind of took over from there. And now I'm, you know, if somebody wants to hire me for a shoot, I'll probably shoot it on digital unless they request film. But for everything else, I'll do it on film. That'd be my my preference. Because you, you um, I'm guessing a lot of the portrait photography you've had on lately has been stuff that you've been doing for your own. Um, yeah. And it, it looks as though you're collaborating with other people. You've had some beautiful portraits in the last couple of weeks of some fantastically made up um, portraits. Yeah. So how are I have a makeup artist. <laughs> well, my, my, my best friend works with me. She's a paralegal at my office and we work together during the week. And then on weekends we do shoots together. She's a makeup artist and I'm a photographer. So we just find models either through word of mouth or people that we know or model mayhem, which is where I've been finding most people lately. And um, we just set these things up for the fun of it. And I find models who are willing to take, you know, prints for the time or, you know, files for the time and have my my friend do the makeup and we style it and go. Yeah. And so these these really are things that you are. It seems um, looking through your work and, and, you know, looking at things you're taking pictures of that you are somebody who not only is a very creative person, but somebody for whom the need to be creative seems to be yeah. quite overpowering not just it with is, photography, it really, but mm-hmm. you just have to be making stuff yeah I do I really do and I find that um I'm happiest when I have a little project going of some kind I'll do I have, I have a little thing on Instagram that I do with hearts I have a little cut out red heart and I carry it around and put it in different scenes and take pictures of it with different things dead mm. flowers are wonderful I find those all over the place bring them back and do you know, still lifes with them. Um, the, the heart, so. motive, cause that that's your, there's a heart has been appearing yeah. in your pictures now because it, it's yeah. not in every one, but it, it certainly, it just pops up. And it's it been pops up. I do about once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, I've been doing it for a couple of years and I'm, and I'm posting them weekly. If I've got enough going, sometimes, you know, I have a, a lull where I don't have anything fresh going, but I try to keep at least, Every couple of weeks, uh, once a week of a heart that I'll show. Um, usually, like on Monday, I think I've, I think I've gotten an Instagram system now where I post like the hearts on Mondays, and then something else on a Wednesday, and then something on a Friday, and then you know like a Saturday morning, kind of keep it on a flow like that. So you're clearly a very organized person with all of this. I suppose when you're yes. an attorney, you, yes. organization is quite an important skill to have. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You were talking about projects and. Yeah. You have done, I think, a couple of Project 52s now. Is that right? Yes. I've done, so, I've done four years of them, and I'm now wow. embarking on my fifth year this year. Yeah. Could you t- talk to us about your first one, why you decided to do it, and what you got out of it, and, of, and, and what makes you keep returning to it as a project? Okay. Yeah. You know, the very first one I did because I wanted – to do a project for myself. I, at that point I was shooting for a lot for other people mostly. And again, I don't have a whole whole lot of time. I'm just, you know, I'm working full time during the week. So I have no week time, but on weekends I would do a shoot, you know, for a family or whatever it would be. And by the end of the year, I was just wanting a project for myself, something I could shoot for without any pressure, um, at any expectation just for me. So I, I got into it for that reason. And I found that, the deliberateness of it was um, a good learning tool. You know, they give you a theme. You have to shoot for the theme. Um, so, you know, I don't know, just just the, the forcing yourself to be disciplined enough to shoot it with the theme, but yet the freedom to do, do it however you wanted to do it. So after the first year, 
I loved it. Um, I'm also kind of OCD, so I, I can't start something and not finish it because it would be uneven. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have to finish. Um, so uh, after the first year, I just it, it was a great outlet. It was fun. I did it again. Um, the third year, I think I did it on film exclusively, which was a whole that that sort of ratcheted things up quite a bit because I had to shoot it by Wednesday. No, I had to shoot it by I think I shot them over the weekend. Had to have the film in the mail on Monday to have it back in time, you know, if I was sending it out to get it in the pool by the deadline. Wow. So that year was kind of a hairy, you know, it was like a white knuckle ride. No kidding. Get my film in it. You know, the, the holiday weekends were the worst because the labs wouldn't be open and I'd have to get it, you know, just sort of like pray that it would come back in on time. Or I can do my black and white at home so I can sort of save time that way. And then I think I did another year on film. Regular, just 35 millimeter or whatever. And then this year I'm doing it on instant film. So I went up, you know, took it to a different level. Um, and so far I'm really digging it. We're into week 11, I think at this point on it. And again, the deliberateness of it, you have to shoot for the theme, gives me a project, something, something to kind of pursue and keep after and doing it on instant film has been great. Um, sometimes I'll get it on one shot and that's good enough. And then, then I've got the rest of the, the pack to do with, you know, whatever, other times it takes me a few to get what I want, but you know, it's still, it's still time well spent. So, yeah, it certainly sounds a lot less stressful than having to, uh, the mere concept of having to shoot an entire roll of film over the space yeah. of a weekend, that alone, it is, aside, it's hard getting it developed. <laughs> it it, is. There'd be a lot of pictures of my feet and I've noticed yeah, you have hard. very few pictures of your feet on your website. I'm not going to say yeah. none, <laughs> but very few. Yeah. Um, doing that very intensive um, style of shooting, particularly when you're doing the uh, film photography where you had to take this many photos and to get through the role. Did you end up coming out of it learning stuff or um, finding things about your photography that you hadn't been aware of going in? Did Do you find it actually either improved your photography or maybe just pointed you in directions you hadn't been going before? Well, I think I learned at least that if I didn't have enough energy to, you know, at the end of the busy week to get up and go out and find something to shoot, I could make something work in my house. I think I literally have photographed every knickknack and odds and ends that I have in the house. Mm. So I think I learned I can make it work with very little. Um, I tend to, to gravitate towards simpler things. I cannot stand too much color in an image. Um, if I am shooting color, it needs to be some sort of muted or it either needs to be like completely crazy and full of color like, like just go fully color or muted or black and white or just real simple. Um, so I was able to kind of use what I had around me and get through weeks that were harder with like a spool of thread, for example. Like I did, you know, the theme for one, one week was blue and I had two spools of blue thread and, you know, was able to pull out shots that I liked with just two two spools of thread on a simple backdrop um so i learned i can do it with what i have around me i don't have to go through a lot of trouble um the, the flip side to that is now i feel like i need to just go ahead and get out more <laughs> just do it you know just bite the bullet and get ready and you know put some clothes on and go out and you know just check things out i've been going kind of driving around having my husband drive me around and i'll just kind of you know just kind of go down streets where we maybe haven't been before and just check things out and look for stuff that um, we might not see every day, um, just kind of close to home. Yeah. So 
yeah, so learning to kind of work with what you not overthink it maybe, I guess, is, is one of the things I've come away with it with from those projects with. They've been great. They really, if anyone has not done a P52, I highly recommend it. It's not the commitment of a 365, obviously. And, um, you know, forcing yourself to shoot for a theme, even though you might not like the theme. I mean, there were a lot of themes where I really rolled my eyes because I'm just not, I'm not sentimental. So the, 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 the gooier themes didn't really resonate with me, but I'll do them anyway. And a lot of times I, you know, came out of it with something that I was surprised with, you know, that I hadn't have thought of before, that kind of thing. So it's good for any photographer to do. So despite the hearts appearing in every week's worth of photos, yeah. you're not yeah. sentimental. Not sentimental. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe about a, <laughs> maybe about the cuteness of a heart shape. Oh, but yeah. It's not. Don't be too literal about it, I guess. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it, Sarah. I'll take your word. Yeah. For it. Um, I mean, your your pictures, you do have um a very strong graphic sense to to all of your pictures when i first started seeing them that was what really drew me to them as you said whether it's your choices about um color or black and white um and they are often very minimalist um very well positioned mm -hmm. I, I mean i know you're saying that your project 52 is less trouble than the 365 but when you're having to shoot a roll of film every week, I don't yeah, know what number of true. photos that adds up to, but it's it's definitely yeah. more than 365. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. You're right about that. And after doing film P52s for two years, I ended up with so many extraneous images, you know, like the ones that didn't make the cut per se. Yeah. That I thought I got to do something with these things. Um, you know, a lot of them are good and I liked them, but they weren't the ones that I used for the theme. So the following year, I took a one year break from the P52 and then I just started posting. I called it project uncategorized. I literally just posted whatever I wanted for a year. I do little batches, like maybe I'd have like five in a series of something. Um, so I'd post those one week and then the next week there'd be like a singleton of just some random thing. Um, and so I did that for a year and that kind of got out there and showed some of the stuff that that didn't make the cut from the P52s, but you're, you're absolutely right about that. I had a lot of extra stuff and it's hard to get through a whole roll in a weekend sometimes. I mean, I'm currently working on one roll just for funsies with a camera somebody gave me just a test roll. And I think I'm on my third week with this thing already and I'm not even anywhere near done. So it can be, yeah, it can be a real commitment. I mean, you're, you're talking challenge. to somebody... You're looking at somebody, Sarah, who can take years to get through a roll of yeah. format film. So, I mean, <laughs> I believe I, it. No, I believe it. You clearly. And I have a system for organizing them, but you have to go back through it now and then just to see, you know, stuff you'll forget about, or else there'll just be hundreds and hundreds of things sitting around that you never do anything with. You, you clearly thrive under a certain amount of self inflicted pressure. Right. <laughs> you obviously don't like having an easy life. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Where, so this, your project 52, where do you, uh, other topics, you, from what you said, these are topics that you've found somewhere, is it, I don't know, is a website yeah. or something you go to there? For the first couple of years, I did it with a photographer. Um, she's like a family photographer out of Colorado, Sarah Cornish. Yeah. Um, you may have heard of her. She shoots a little bit of film here and there, but I think she's mostly digital, but she's, she's wonderful. And she hosted a P52 for several years. I think the first four that I did. Um, and then she stopped doing it. And then I just kind of Googled one, just looking for somebody that was was sort of hosting one. And I found someone on Flickr who was hosting a small group of people or, you know, wh whoever wants to be involved can be involved. But it was a smaller pool than the other ladies um, project. But um, 
so so she posts a theme every week and you shoot for the theme for the week and then you post it in the Flickr gallery or wherever you want. Um, so it's, yeah, it's third party generated themes. I have nothing to do with the, the, the theme itself. You just kind of take it and run. Did you ever have any instances where you just looked at the theme and went, nope, I'm out? I almost tapped out this year at the first one because it was a self-portrait, which I absolutely hate. You have to hold a gun to my head to make me do a (laughs) self-portrait. I mean, literally, I'm not I'm not the generation that does these selfies, you know, and um, like it's just against my religion. Just can't physically bring my (laughs) camera at at myself and then post it anywhere. Um, So I I I wanted to get back into a P52 this year. I really missed it. And then the first thing was that self-portrait. And, you know, I'm like. You know, damn, I, <laughs> I'd love to do this, but this is going to be a challenge. So I, I just I forced myself to do it. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I did. Every once in a while, I get a wonky theme that just doesn't, you know, not something that I'm really interested in doing. But I usually just power through because, again, I can't have an incomplete project out there. So I have no choice. <laughs> Got to do it. It's, this sounds exhausting. Every level of this. Um, yeah. I suppose it, uh, there's a couple of things I really want to talk to you about, but um, we'll come back to talking about cameras in a little bit because whilst we're talking about projects, the most obvious thing that we have to talk about, uh, and this is how we first got introduced to your work, is of Daphne. Um, Daphne, yes. Now, listeners from way back will possibly remember that um, Eric, when he was the first, when he was first a guest on our podcast, recommended the feed. Um, Dollface24 uh, as being a fantastic feed he'd fairly recently found I think um, these beautiful uh, shots of a doll um, all done on film and this is your work isn't it Sarah yes yep this is it this is mine yeah and Daphne you've been shooting Daphne for a good what couple of years at this point Uh, this will be a year and a few months I got her in December of 2015 I think so yeah a little over a year your work with Daphne in some ways it's um very similar to your work in the sense that it's all the 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 quality of the photography is fantastic the lighting the way it's all laid out um but obviously with this one you're you're sticking with one subject this um very melancholy looking yes. Uh, doll. Yes, yeah, she looks like a sad, a sad doll. Yeah. Th- uh, uh, how did you come to be with Daphne? You know, I I saw doll photographers out there, and I happened upon one of them, um, and it happened to be another film photographer, and I just thought, you know, that's an interesting idea because the model is always ready to go. You have a have a model essentially who is always camera ready and I don't have to call and email and make arrangements and set dates and, you know, talk to them or do anything. I can just kind of do everything that I've ever wanted to do, you know, photographically speaking with a model, but I don't really have to interact. Mm -hmm. So I got into looking for a doll and just found, found Daphne on Etsy, I think, and ordered her up from Greece and she came all the way over to America and stayed at the post office for a little while because they wouldn't deliver her to my house and finally got her and shot a roll. And I thought, you know, this is either going to, I'm either going to love this or I'm going to hate it. And I got the roll back. I did a 3,200 an Ilford 3,200 on her and I got it back and I loved it. 
I thought she was beautiful. I could use any backdrop that I wanted. I could use any lighting that I wanted. I could do any film stock that I wanted. I can try out, you know, sort of risky things that I might not want to do when I've organized a whole shoot, like using filters and freelancing and I don't know, just anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So it kind of freed me up to do whatever I wanted. And boy, I have shot with Daphne over the last year. I think I have almost a thousand frames. I haven't, po- you know, obviously I haven't posted all of them. I post a couple times a week on her. Um, but I just have tons and tons and st- tons of stuff. And some of them are failures and some of them are not. But um, it just started by wanting to have a model that I could kind of pack in my bag and go anywhere <laughs> I wanted with yeah. at any time and not have to deal with, uh, you know, the hassle of kind of like organizing shoots with real people. That makes so much sense. I, I know yeah. when I first got into photography, partly because of what I do for a living and also partly because I think it's just it's a go-to for a lot of people when they first pick up a camera is I was taking quite a lot of pictures of flowers because guess what flowers also can't run away they have to right right they, you can get your um, bearings and they won't yeah they won't get upset with you but that's a, a pretty limiting subject because they're they're outside and I mean I, well no that's you can bring mm-hmm. them in and do all sorts mm-hmm. but th- I would never have thought of something like what you've done with Daphne. What a great way to experiment and explore stuff. Um, and as you said, there's nobody, you can just do it whenever you want. Um, yep, anytime and, I want. And you have really used it to um, get all sorts of very different shots. I mean, I said the, the portraits of Daphne are, uh, there's a lot of very sort of straight portraits in front of lots of different backgrounds, lots of different yep, yep. Um, looks. But also Daphne's been out and about. You're clearly taking her out she on has. adventures. Um, yes. I, I love it. The, the little scenes you set up. I'm just looking at a picture now of just Daphne looking at herself in the mirror and, and Daphne mm-hmm. sat next yeah, to I guess. little frame of bird. I mean, this, this, the creativity in them is fantastic. <sighs> Oh, well, thank you. It's been a fun, fun project. She really, I mean, I've gotten to use just about everything I've ever learned about photography with her. Um, you know, I've, and, and to do a lot of experiments and fun things, um, and then, you know, build little sets and little props and things. I mean, she has like a tea set and a couple of chairs and, you know, just things to kind of help me prop her up. She can't stand independently and she, she can sit up, but kind of, it's easier if she's in a chair. So I have to kind of keep an eye open for, for little things like that. That'll help me pose her and things like that. But, um, backdrops, I mean, I've used, I mean, just everything, everything and anything that I can find, um, pretty much works with her. And, um, she's been great. It's been a really interesting project. Really fun. I find that Daphne's fans are, you're either all in or you're not in at all. They, they either love it or they hate it. And the people that love it, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they I, love it. I can, but the thing is, it is I mean, just purely from um, a photographic point of view. The, the pictures are fantastic. They're, they're fantastic oh, and varied. Yeah. But I know that there are also probably large sections of people who just, you know, this this kind of um, gothic, um, mm-hmm. slightly yeah. creepy doll pictures are also yep. appealing. Um, yeah. With a subject like Daphne, do you, I, I know you said you're not a sentimental person, so this is not from that point of view, but right, do right. you in your head have an idea of 
of her personality to the in in a similar way, I suppose, to a way that when an author is writing a story, the mm-hmm. characters live more in his brain than they perhaps do on a, a piece of paper that informs how they're used. Do you do? Is there anything like that going on with um, your relationship with Daphne? Are there things you think, oh, this kind of thing fits with the portrayal I want to create for her? You know, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think I find myself setting up scenes that kind of fit with her or that I could see her fitting into. Um, but, you know, she just kind of she just tends to look good. Um, I think she looks great on film. I've not really photographed her on digital at all, but something about her look and the colors in her face and the tones and everything seem to complement film very well. Um, so I felt like I can kind of go anywhere with her. Um, but it is sort of, um, although no, I've done, I think I was going to say it was sort of dark, but not really because I've done like a whole Easter special thing on her with, you know, pastel colors and things like that in the background. So it's a little bit of both. Sometimes I can feel it coming through. And then other times I just look at it and think this will work. Yeah. You know, it'll fit in. Yeah. Uh, she has such a very distinctive look. Eddie, yeah. I mean, you can put as many light pastel colors around her as you want. Right. And she'll it, still be, yeah. <laughs> it's still going to look like, um, yeah, a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> That's going to be yes, unavoidable. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And with Daphne, I mean, you have shot using a huge range of, um, film cameras and films and um and certainly instant film as well and you were saying with your this year's project 52 you're shooting um instant film um you've got as far as i can make out because i I was looking back through your feed and it looks like you started off with one film camera Mm -hmm. and i I know from looking at your photographs you have at least three instant cameras um at the very least yeah (laughs) um yeah i started off with one i think my first one was an ae1 program that was my 35 i just got a 35 millimeter ae1 off of somewhere some used film place camera film you know film camera place Mm. and then it's exploded i'm almost embarrassed to say how many film cameras i have now oh god please do i could do do a feeling better about my life I'll count them then. I think that's, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> 13. So I've got some medium format and then some 35 millimeter in there. Oh, that doesn't even count my instance. <laughs> so what did, I, what did I say? 12? 13, 14, 16. Yeah. It's probably around 16 all in between 35 millimeter medium format and, and instant. That seems like a perfectly reasonable number, Sarah. In fact, if oh, I thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, you know, I'm glad to hear that. I'm I glad you're lowballing it. All, and they're all, yeah, they're all so completely different. Like I'll have, you know, a Canon 35 millimeter that takes modern lenses to my Yashica Mat 124 to the Insta. I mean, they're all totally different and serve completely different purposes. So anyone who has cameras knows this. Yeah, you absolutely. Must, you know, they're all completely different. Yeah. After the break, Sarah, we're going to be talking about projects that Aid and I are working on. And I just want to ask you one last thing before we go to a break. Um, okay. You've obviously, you've been doing this Project 52 now for several years. And yeah. um, even, you know, Daphne has now been going on for quite some time. Um, are you looking forward or planning to do any new projects? Is there anything that you're kind of thinking, getting itchy creativity fingers that you're wanting to do? 
Not at the moment, because um, I feel like I have enough of them sort of circulating around each other, you know, at the moment. But I'm sort of always thinking of the next thing. But um, I like to kind of start projects at the beginning of the year. So we'll see what happens towards the end of the year. I might I might come up with more ideas of something new that I might want to try. Are we going to get a Daphne zine at some point? Because it is 27 zine. And um, <laughs> I feel like a Daphne zine would be a, a, almost no brainer. That's a really good idea. Maybe I, I can actually, have Eric do like a letter, like a press version or something. Yeah, I can actually give a, a better because I have in my hands here. Listen, that's a foley work there. I have in my hands the copy of Eric's um, first yeah. zine. Um, I conspiracy. have that one. Yeah, it's great, yeah, isn't I it? I have it. That I, would be a great idea. Yeah, I really think you ought to because I, I think it, it's a perfect subject for it. Um, and uh, it would be because there's just even though the subject is the same. All the photos right, are right. different, and um, different, yeah, I yeah. hope you do. That. And um, I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. I'm gonna make a note right now. Good. I'm glad we've added to your incredibly burdened Thank life you already. So, right. It's a, <laughs> it's a good Thanks job a lot, you have guys. such a low pressure job, really. Isn't I it? know, right? <laughs> so much free time to mull these things over. No, I like. I like that idea. That is a good idea. Awesome. Well, I hope that happens. I hope that happens. Gonna take us to a break, the Nate. That's your job. Ah, okay. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, thank you very much, Sarah. Um, and yeah, we'll get a quick break and we'll come back with some project updates of our own, I guess. Right, well, uh, segment number two this week is going to be about our projects and some updates. Now, we've had a bit of a scattergun approach to topics and projects and things in the last few weeks. So, uh, But just to have a quick recap, we've currently got two rounds of the Cheap Shots Challenge underway. One called Events, uh, which is going to be about a shootout between me and Graham. And uh, one about portraits. But I think, Graham, you've got some updates on that? Uh, the cheap shots yeah i absolutely have got updates on that aid um and uh, i'm not sure whether you're gonna be a massive fan of these <laughs> updates but first off uh very positive reaction uh the the masses are very happy to hear that we've switched it to um be portraits now because i think that makes it so much easier than events so that's great i'm expecting to see some really awesome portraits coming through um, that was a, a strong executive decision from you then well, thank you, thank you. I don't know, Sarah, you're probably not familiar with this, but our Cheap Shots Challenge is where we encourage people to find as cheap a camera as they can possibly go and pick up somewhere, preferably under under sort of thirty dollars, and then use this camera to shoot a variety of themes that we pull out of a hat over a period of well, however many months it goes on for. Um, oh, I love it. This is a great idea. It it keeps things interesting. It keeps us sort of motivated to do stuff. Um, yeah, it's yeah, fabulous. So, I love it. So, yeah, we're currently working on portraits. We've just started that. The other feedback we had last week, because we talked about it a bit at the time, and um, so I stuck a post up on Instagram. Uh, re- That's not something you usually do. I know, I know. I broke the habit of a lifetime. <laughs> but I was motivated this time because I wanted to get the public opinion on uh, lighting equipment and budgets for thereof. All right, um, you never told me about this. Are you trying to come I, at me with my? Are you going to try and beat me at my own game or something like I that? Must, is I that what have, it is? I must have forgotten to mention. I know I meant to mention too. Anyway, I stuck a, <laughs> stuck a picture up and said to people, "We're doing this cheap shots challenge, and 
what did they think the budget for lighting equipment should be? Bearing in mind that the budget for the camera and film was £20 or $30. What did they feel like the budget for lighting equipment should be? Um, we've got a variety of responses. Ed, you'll be pleased to hear. Um, ranging from the very... <laughs> I don't think I will be pleased to hear. You're sounding way too smug. Uh, <laughs> ranging from the quite low zero. Um, so um, Rob Hawthorne... <laughs> Uh, oh, Rob underscore shoots underscore film um, said uh, use the sun and your environment um, so he's saying zero I think that is London Camera Project says £10 um, that's more enough for a sun pack flash or a desk lamp um, uh, finish it with don't make it too easy um, who I've obviously got on here uh, throttle by cable says on camera flash only bringing kit to a shoot is the antithesis of cheap um, yeah, not necessarily. Yeah, uh, I think you'll be fine. I, I think you'll find I can be cheap no matter how much kit I've got. <laughs> uh, Matorn also saying it should be about ten pounds, um, cheap flash kind of thing. Uh, Derek underscore J photo. Incidentally, we need to have an update on how Derek's um, projects going. I haven't heard for a while, but uh, he suggests uh, twenty dollars American. So again, that seems like well, that's about twelve pounds aid, I guess. Um, uh, at Julian Kingma, uh, Julian underscore Kingma, who, who's into photography is fantastic. Everybody ought to check out um, Julian's work. It's amazing. Um, another one for $20 there. Um, <laughs> Eric, I uh, say that, F it. If you have to spend more than $30 on a cheap film camera and flash, it's no longer cheap. Power to the people, <laughs> etc. cetera. Um, Government Juice says he picked up a Polaroid black branded LED bar for $19. Um Anyway, the long and short of it, Aid, is the crowd seems to be saying that it needs to be, you know, around the £10 mark for your lighting budget, which is lucky because when we had Eric on, you were saying how he could just go and pick up a torch, a cheap torch, and that would be perfect for him lighting his shots. So now yeah, for him, you yeah. absolutely <laughs> put your money where your big old lighting mouth is because um, the crowd has spoken. Sarah, what's your thoughts on this? Well, I'm going to have to go with, I don't know, there's a spread. So I, the, the zero sounds really good because I think that's that kind of keeps it in line with the Cheap Thoughts theme, Cheap Shots theme. But uh, a cheap flashlight, whatever that costs, I don't know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. But no more than that. Yeah. I, okay. I, I tell that, you what, listen, I have. The lady has spoken, Aid. I don't. Uh, I don't. All right. All right. Go, I, go, I, go, I, go, I, go, I give in. I give in. You clear. You know, again. <laughs> Before we take a single shot, you have felt the need to undermine me in some way. I, I, I can only presume because you're considerably worried and your competitive side is getting the better of you, as usual. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, what can I say? Yeah, you're either good or you're smart. <laughs> I'm not good at this. So I'll tell smart. you what, right? I'll tell you what. I do have uh, an LED torch. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, if it's okay, it, it wasn't an expensive one. I've had it for quite a while, so I, I'm afraid I don't know how much it was. But it uh, is actually torch. a torch. It's not a photography light or anything like that. Um, so uh, would I be allowed to use that? Okay, we will allow a single torch, yes. I think that's fair. Do you think that's fair, Sarah? I think so. I think yeah. you can do great things. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I have faith in you. I, I also have faith in you, Aid. I hope you don't do great things because I want to win, but... um. 
Well, you don't. It's 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 a good challenge. You know, it's we are supposed to be doing this on the cheap. And by just for the record, though, I wasn't planning to buy any lights. So the idea of having a budget for lighting for this was 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 not where I was at. It was just I, I, know I have you weren't this planning stuff. on buying any lights. You have like hundreds and hundreds of pounds worth of lighting gear. That was the concern. Was that you were just going to use that? God, <laughs> didn't well. think you were going to spend any money. Uh. So anyway, yes, that is the update. So, and this also, of course, is not just for us. This is for anybody else who's doing the cheap shots challenge. Um, uh, I think, yeah, a ten pounds or what? Uh, you, what's the um, exchange rate? What would that be about? Fifteen, sixteen dollars somewhere around uh, there. It's nowhere near that. So it's a lot. Ten pounds would be more like thirteen dollars. I would have thought. I, I, I don't know exactly. Um, let me let me let me have a quick look. I can do whilst you make some filling in noises. This is what happens where our, when our economy crashes, Sarah. Fortunately, yeah, I'm well, I'm glad you didn't ask me because I have no clue. God, this is really <laughs> bad, actually. As of as of this moment, 10 British pounds is $12.17. Oh, well, there you go. That's, um, it's a good time to go on holiday, Sarah. If you've ever fancied coming over to the UK, yeah, now I guess might so. be the time to make that move. <laughs> Do you know, why, why have I just booked a holiday to America, then? <laughs> May not have been the most timely choice. That was um, dumb, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, guys, yeah, so we, we've cleared that up, and uh, um, we can all look forward to. We we were saying we want to hear more from Aid about his shooting, and as somebody who has long recommended using a torch for people who want to get into it, this is going to be a perfect time for you to, as I said, show us what to do with one. It's very exciting with your torch and your one ten camera. It's going to be great. Do you know what? Actually, it will. Because uh, that's the other thing, Sarah. Aid chose as his camera of choice a little um, candy bar 110 camera. So <laughs> I love it. Which is awesome. It's an awesome Perfect camera. Perfect storm. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That it's going to be good, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Right. <laughs> okay. So if you try to like cut my legs out from under me in any other way, uh, have you, are you cheating on your myopic me project or anything like that? No, I think that's the only way I've been able to scuff you this week. I have, um, I tell you, I was feeling so proud of myself for having managed to, for the third month in a row, essentially completed a roll of film within a one month period. I was thinking I'm doing really well until Sarah was telling us about finishing a roll of film every <laughs> single weekend. Um, but I did, as I mentioned last week, finish my uh, February roll of film. I've got that developed now. And I now just need to spend, I would guess, probably the next two weeks uh, digitally removing all the dust from it again because they are, the negatives are so grubby again. I don't know where I'm going wrong with this. I um, thought you'd solve that, hadn't you? Look, you know, that was then. This is now. Um, but are anyways, you developing it at home? Yeah, I am. And I think are you it's blowing the, part... the dust out of your funnel before you pour your <laughs> chemicals in? I your beg your tank. pardon. Am I what now? <laughs> Blowing the dust out of my... That's a very personal question, Sarah. This is not that sort of show. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to help. <laughs> you just got to do it. Make Blow out all the dust before you load your tank. Okay. No, I haven't been try doing that. I will try yeah. that. Um, Give that a yeah, I it seems to. Uh, I don't know what the problem is. I, it may well be dust in my funnel. I mean, I'd never <laughs> thought of it before, but... Sounds like something that could be my problem. The first step is admitting you have a problem, so you're doing well. <laughs> no, no, the, 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 the first step is getting him to stop whinging about the fact that he's got a problem. Uh, there must be a support group for those of us that suffer from dusty funnel syndrome. Um, 
but anyway, so I'll be doing that. I've still got, believe it or not, a few photos to shove up from last month's one. I think I've I've done well with getting the pictures taken and even getting the film developed in a timely fashion. Um, even having done all of these things, I'm still slow at just getting the pictures shoved up onto Instagram. But I think I'm I've got most of them done now. So I have to. Say, I found it tougher this month because I. Um, misfired a couple of shots there were a couple of blank frames so mm-hmm. i think i only had 22 photos in total on this roll of film and i um well, there are a couple of situations where i actually took multiple photos at the same time trying to get a photo i wanted and aid made me promise sarah that i would share 14 photographs from every roll of film oh and, wow yeah no that, that's a lot right i mean do you mind, yeah. what, what kind of keeper rate do you look you know when you're hitting stuff oh you know, um, it's pretty high, but that's because I try not to do the same one twice. Now, but this is over time because at first, when I was first went back to shooting film, there was, you know, the same shot over and over again, that kind of thing. So now, and, and digital makes you do that because there's no downside, right? You can just click through mm-hmm. however many you need. Um, so I try to do a portrait orientation and a landscape orientation if it's going to be the same exact thing or get closer or further away or something to make it a little bit different. And then, like I mentioned, I'll do um, five shots or six shots for each one of the projects that I have going. So so that right there, you know, right there, you're going to get at least 20 or so. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know. But yeah. every once in a while, I'll get a roll back and there's blank. I just did something at the beach a couple of weeks ago where I was trying to do shutter painting. Have you guys ever done that? Where you're you're at a super super slow shutter and then you wiggle the camera. Yeah, yeah. While you're shooting it, yeah. So I was trying to do that and came back, got the roll back, and they're completely blown out to the point where there's nothing there. The beach, but, does you know, that's seem just like... the the film wrecking ball. You know, the usual. Yeah, yeah. Um, go go to the brightest places on the planet and trying to do slow shutter speeds does seem like yeah, a bit but, of a long but, shot. Yeah, but but. I know, but I set it up with a digital, so I knew my settings. So I'm still completely baffled. I tested it out, and it should have worked just fine. Same ISO, same f-stop, same shutter speed. I have no clue what happened. Uh, the joys of film it's a, photography. It's a, I know it's a puzzling <laughs> situation, but but yeah, yeah. So that did not work. So every once in a while, I get a flop. Oh but, well, I'm, I'm I'm glad to hear that even you occasionally yeah. get. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's me and mortals feel there. Well, I, I I've uh, been through. I I I I can well I will pull out fourteen pictures because obviously I, I've committed it but yeah it was certainly tougher this month just because there weren't mm-hmm. that many photos on there but um so yeah look forward to those um high quality blurry photos at least the subject matter is different there's not really any repetition of last month and I've tried a few things this month so um but all with the same high quality of <laughs> cruddy blurry image at the end uh, do you know yeah. what you don't you don't have to get them out of one roll of film though. You mean I could shoot more than one roll of film you in could, a month? You, uh, well, I'm let, let, okay, let's let's not run before we start walking. But yeah, <laughs> like, um, in theory, it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you heard my intro to this show. I've I've finished four rolls of film in the last week. Oh God! It seems like I'm I'm on the podcast now with the just the, the two smuggest sons of bitches ever. Like, oh, I've got a million games I've shot for. Also, yeah, oh, like, I realise I'm highly incompetent, and uh, it's a great challenge for me to shoot any photos, let alone any competent ones. But you know, don't, don't set me higher challenges. I I don't think I've shot four rolls of film in a month. Period. So. Well, there you go. All right. Let's hear about you then, Captain Smug. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Well, maybe a little. Okay. <laughs> well, what, what have you been up to? Well, so I've had the next photo shoot in my chain reaction project, so that was good. It's not uh, the lengthening the lengthening of a particular chain. This is actually the start of a new chain. Um, I still need <laughs> Graham. I still need people who've been participants in this project to introduce me to the next subjects in their chain. Oh, I can do that for you right now. Have you have you met Sarah before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you flying her over or am I? <laughs> well, you're going to be over in the states soon, anyway. It's fine. I mean, I realise that you're on a slightly different coast, but it's not that big a country, is it? <laughs> yes, the other coast I'm visiting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I met up this week with Cole Miller, um, uh, known to us variously as Ob Cole Kenobi or CD Miller Photos. Uh, I'm sure he's got at or least one other name, hasn't he, on the that, internet? That bastard who hasn't posted the camera in months and months and months. Well, yeah, in my try Don't years. Don't know him as. Try years. <laughs> um, so, uh, was, so how did this fare for me as a chain reaction thing? Uh, it was a half and half, I think, because uh, although the, the, the project is about photographing people I've not met before, and I definitely hadn't met Cole before. Uh, but given that he's been an internet buddy, well, of, of both of ours for, for some years now, um, it's, it's, I don't know if you meet people, Graham, very often that you've known on the internet and you meet them for the first time in person. Because, you know, it's, it's a sort of, I don't know, is it a deja vu type feeling? Because, you know, you, you're a complete stranger you never met before, and yet they look familiar because if, if they're photography buddies, you've usually seen plenty of photographs of them. Um, and, you know, you've got a common frame of reference that you can thread into a conversation quite quickly because you swap messages on the internet a lot. So, mm. uh, so yeah, it was... So, uh, you know, uh, Colin and I... Had an amazing first date. Love you, Cole. And, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, we did uh, what is fast becoming uh, the process for the chain reaction photo shoots, at least the urban ones anyway, uh, which is to meet up after work, go straight to a pub, <laughs> have a chat for a while and then take a few photographs. And uh, so uh, and I said to Cole, I swapped a couple of messages with him before and I said, so what do you fancy as a concept for this? He said, well, how about I wear my favourite hat, bring a ukulele and we take shots outside my favourite cinema? And I was like, so, yeah, so right. his concept was hipster a-hole. <laughs> well, he was just leaving the house, apparently, and his daughter wouldn't let the ma uh, let the uh, ukulele go. So he arrived with a mandolin instead. What? But he did have the hat. <laughs> Oh, it's not getting better. He arrived with a mandolin. Hey, hello, <sighs> you know, a, there's a fella, um, uh, there's a fella who, who owns a good chunk of Chelsea and has turned it into a recording studio, made quite a lot of money in the early 1970s playing the, uh, the mandolin, not the violin, the mandolin, <laughs> possibly because he was in Led Zeppelin, but there you go. Um, <laughs> So details, 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 yeah. details. Yeah, blah blah blah. So um, yeah, so we had yeah we had a good time, and I didn't shoot LED lights this time. I took flash this time, which is interesting. And I didn't shoot black and white this time. I shot color as well. So I'm really interested uh -huh. to see yeah. what's come out of all of that. And I've shot at least twice as many photos as I had done uh, for the other London-based shoots. Um, I shot our. Uh, I know I had a roll of film in the camera, which I had about you know ten shots left on it, and then I shot a whole of another roll of f film. So we did about five or six shots, 
Um, so what's that? 40, 40 50 frames, 50 frames, oh, awesome. maybe five or six shots. So we're just talking about eight, sh- uh, eight per setup or something like that. Um, that sounds great. Yeah. And, uh, it was nice to shoot color. Um, there was an, en- there's an enormous King Kong picture in the background, uh, of some of them. Uh, there's a film out, isn't there? What's it called? Skull Island, I think. Skull Island, Island. yeah, yep. excellent, thank you. And uh, so, uh, yeah, given that we're here, Leicester Square, there's a lot of light at night. It's a very touristy place. There's loads of cinemas, so there's lots of lights. You know, electronic billboards and um, plenty of bars and restaurants and stuff like that. So, hopefully, um, oh, and it's also on the south side of Chinatown. So we got a couple of shots with some Chinese stuff in the background as well. So we'll see how, how it goes. How was it shooting in a busy area? Was it busy when you were there? Uh, it is and it isn't. So, so the 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 particular cinema that that Cole likes is on a side street of Leicester Square. I mean, it's it's a it's a street that joins Leicester Square. So there's 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 reasonable amount of through traffic, but there's not loads of people milling about, as it were. There's no reason to stop there. Um, uh, so we were all right actually. Uh, we had a couple of people give us some strange looks. Um, I had one. Oh, you'd be proud of me, Graham. I used my tripod. Now, oh, awesome! Yeah, well done. Eh? I used it as a light stand. <laughs> of course you did. But, but where do you stand on tripod, Sarah? For or against? Um, against generally, but again, because it's just another thing you got to bring with you. Yeah, I'll Sarah. use just about anything I can find before I lug another piece of gear around. <laughs> Absolutely. So the reason I took so, the tripod is because having I've got a, a a trip later in the year where I'm going to have to take some proper landscape photography, so I thought I'd better buy a tripod. Um, and having decided to do that and know that I might need to carry it around a little bit, I bought a carbon fiber travel type tripod. And I thought, well, if I'm going to be carrying around this London all day and I did walk because because it was at the end of a day at work, I, I had done quite a lot of walking. I'd walked three or four miles with this thing by the time I was actually using it. So I thought, well, rather than take a big, heavy aluminium light stand and have to carry that all around London all day, I'll take my nice little fold away carbon fiber tripod and use that as a light stand instead. And that worked really well, actually. Not as good as an actual light stand, but it still worked pretty well. Um, okay, I want to ask you, and this might be something that Sarah can help with, because you've now done four shot, four shoots. Uh, yeah. Yes. And it's it's all been dudes so far. It has, yes. Which is well, it's it's, it's, un- it's unbalanced. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the thing is, and part of the reason for that is because the whole point of this is that you're um, shooting people that you haven't met before, and I know you're sort of concerned about how that interaction goes. Um, you know, meeting a, um, you know, a, a, it's one thing when you meet a bloke in London for the first time, but it's another thing the dynamic of meeting a, a woman in London for the first time who doesn't know you. Um, Sarah, you've shot a lot of women, as you're saying. Um, yes. Have you got any tips that you could give aid to help him get past this concern? I think just try not to be weird. Oh, you know, number one, right? Easier you can start with. (laughs) Um, it sounds like from the sounds of your project, though, um, you're you're sort of shooting people as you see them. You're not trying to pose them or, you know you're not styling a shoot or anything like that right this is just this is you come and you see what you you shoot what you see right yeah it's not there's no styling involved there's there's no styling involved. yeah 
then I don't think you're going to have any problems whatsoever. I think you just approach it the same way you would approach anyone else and don't don't bring any sort of um, hesitation to it. Um, just I think you approach it exactly like you approach anything else and it'll go just fine. Okay, thank you. It is something that yeah, I've been don't, pondering. Don't be actually. weird. It is something I've yeah. been pondering. What, I've, what I'm trying to set up as the uh as the the link or the step if you like in this chain is that the 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 person who has been the previous subject and who makes that introduction to the to the new stranger um mm -hmm. actually comes to that shoot oh okay uh, so and i've done that because i've only done oh, i've only done that once because i've i've yeah, I've only done the second shoot once so mm -hmm. far. So and uh, it, it worked really well. The um, uh, uh, actually Graham mentioned him earlier. Our, our buddy Rob, uh, Rob Hawthorne, who uh, was was the beginning of a chain, introduced me to his mate, and actually who, who also happened to be uh, a fella. So there was three of us went out for a beer and shot some photos, and that was all great. And so uh, what I'm trying to do, and that worked really well because it was although it was a complete stranger um they had a friend with them to make a link yeah that makes it a lot easier yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and i you know it, it was one of those moments where when it happened without me really planning it and then i thought you know what i really should have planned that <laughs> as, <laughs> as being the way you know i really should have thought that through yeah. beforehand yeah. so so yeah but thanks graham that's a good shout actually to ask a question like that because that is going to happen to me at some point i am mm -hmm. sure well, I mean, I think the thing that it sounds to me as if the point that Sarah was trying to make is that um, women are kind of just like men. <laughs> really, they're, they're not all that right. different. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you'll probably be all right. Um, you so. know, I photographed some men and I felt the same way about, you know, is this going to be weird for either one of us? And it was certainly different than shooting a woman. But, um, you know, you just try to be as professional as you can, really, and um, get to know people along the way. And I think it works out fine. I haven't had any issues personally so yeah okay now that's good because i mean i'm you're right i'm not styling there's not a lot of that sort of stuff going yeah. on but i am yeah. uh i am directing uh the shoot so it's you know it's let's let's do this let's have this set up let's you know stand you know and and you know the sort of this the, the direction of setting up the particular shot and then there's the direction of the of capturing various instances of that shot you know look at the light now look at me now have your face pointing at right. that, uh, over there but your eyes looking at me and and all of that sort of stuff so there's that level of direction which i'm getting more confident with um uh but uh nothing too fancy in terms of production really all yeah right. it sounds like i mean as sarah was saying i think if you even though you, it's not what you do as a professional, but I think if you behave in a professional manner and just treat it like, well, this is just yeah. the thing that we're doing. I'm right. here doing my thing. You're then that that makes people feel much more confident that they're just going to be they're going to be taken along. And okay, this person is in control of the situation, and this is something that's natural for him. Um, yeah. Whereas if you if turn up in your worse, just pretend you know what you're doing. That's what I always do. I've just made a career totally out of that. Yeah. I have made a career out of that. So that's something that's squarely in my comfort zone yeah. at this point. Yeah. Then perfect. All right. And on that bombshell, as a famous TV programmer usually says, uh, we'll have a quick break and we'll come back with some shout outs.
So as we get to at some point every week in this show, uh, it is time to shout at some people. And uh, before we let Graham do his shouting, uh, we would like to invite our guest, Sarah. Uh, Sarah, typically what we do here is is point p- our listeners at uh, internet 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 accounts and p- uh, and artwork or anything you like that uh, you think that our listeners would enjoy all right wonderful well i have a couple of accounts that i've sort of been following for a couple of years now that i think are wonderful um one is katarina durda who is the doll photographer who originally inspired me to get involved with doll photography um she shoots a doll on film she has several of them actually but she does series of portraits and i believe she's published and is doing some shows and things she can be found at at Katerina Durda. And do you all want me to spell the name out? Because it's kind of a, there's a Z in here. And I don't think anyone <laughs> will ever get it unless, <laughs> unless I, I spell it. I'll tell you what, stick it in the show notes and okay. uh, we'll, we'll do Perfect. it that way. <laughs> all right, great. Um, and then there's another one. Um, and again, this is an Instagram account called uh, at She Said Red, who is a very interesting um, portfolio of a lot of um, film and instant film and darkroom work and mixed media with just a very interesting, unusual bent, something you don't see out there a lot, very rare, very interesting stuff. There's some painting on it. Um, like that one because it's completely different than anything else you're going to see. And then lastly, there's um, an artist named Nan Springer who has an account on Instagram that I'm totally going to butcher the name, but it's like at Lavador. Um, I'll put it in the show notes as well. She shoots with some interesting Russian cameras and um, had some perspectives and some looks that were just completely unique from anything else I'd seen out there and drew me in. uh, So a big fan of her work as well. So those are the three that I've sort of pinpointed. Okay, great. And and most importantly of all, uh, as you are the guest on our show, uh, where would you like to send our listeners to see your work? Oh, wonderful. Okay, so I have um, my Instagram is at 24feet, and it's the number two and the number four and the word feet, F-E-E-T. And then my doll photography is uh, also on Instagram at dollface24, and it's D-O-L-L dot face 24. Um, and then my photography website is... 24feetphotography.smugmug.com. That's all. And just so that anybody listening um, is clear on this, if anybody has the intention on Instagram of following you and then unfollowing you, what can yeah. they do, Sarah? They can just fuck off right now. <laughs> Go ahead. There's your little, there's your little <laughs> editing you all, moment for the show. Have you, yeah. Have you all had this problem with these trollers out there, oh, yeah. the people that just follow you to get you to follow them and then they unfollow you? I, I, this is, I've, I was looking into this just last week, actually, and this is like a regarded as a best practice by people who want to build things. There was a whole blog on something. This is why I do this, and I think it's great, and I don't care if you don't like it, and um, you know, whatever. (laughs) I'm I'm 100% with you on this one, Sarah. Yeah, I'm just over it. I'm at the point where you know I I try to support other people's work if they want to support me. I'm you know I for a very long time I wanted to support everybody back, and I and I do. I follow and like um because i do appreciate when people follow and like my work but that trolling just got to be out of control and at one point i realized i had like 50 or 60 accounts that had followed me and then unfollowed me and i was going through so much work to like all of their stuff every single day 
and they had long time unfollowed me, mm-hmm. you know, long ago had unfollowed me. So I'm done with that. And now I'm trying to sort of rein it in and follow people who are, you know, actual legit accounts who are, you know, on Instagram to see other people's work and support other people's work. The joys of social media. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Problems of this generation. Welcome to the nineties, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Sarah. Um, as I usually do, I would demand now that all our listeners go and look at your internet uh, sites and the inter- Instagram accounts and see your work and enjoy it as we do. Uh, Graham, do you have any shout outs this week? I have got a couple of people who I want to um, shout out to. Um, I actually got a couple of things I need to read out because a couple of people got back to us after our conversation last week about CLAs. Aid. Um, last week we were talking about whether or not you should get your camera repaired and that, that whole side of things. So the first person who got in touch with me was um, Jared, who is at Throttle by Cable on Instagram. And he got dropped me a line to tell me that he's had most of his film camera serviced, including a Zeiss Arcona. I don't know what that is. Um, Yashica EM, Pentax MX, Canonet QL17 G3. Um, and he's planning on getting his Bronica done very soon. So um, he is clearly a big proponent of getting the CLAs done. The other person, and this is a great moment because it's one of those rare moments where we got an email. Somebody used the sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com email account. And I want to say a big thank you to John Burns, um, who dropped us an email. Uh, I'll just read his email. It says, hi, Aidan Graham. I just listened to episode 40 of the podcast where you spoke about repairing and getting CLA on older cameras. Uh, why CLA when you can't just buy another one? Well, because it may have all the same faults as the one you already have. Uh, It's easy to forget that these are expensive items when when we can buy them cheaply today. That said, the price difference on eBay for an OM1 against an OA1... uh, Sorry, check the price difference on eBay for an OM1 against an OM1 after CLAs. So clearly there is quite a big price difference. And then he has a recommendation, um, which is very helpful to me. He says, I just had my own Olympus OM1 repaired and CLA'd by Miles Whitehead, who is based in Kent. And his website is www.mwcamerarepairs.co.uk which I will be checking out because I think I will get my own one done um, a meter repair, prism replacement and CLA for £70 that has to be worthwhile that's, that's pretty good value that does sound um, like very good value actually yes. yeah um, and he's finishing up saying uh, he likes the podcast which is very kind of him and he says he doesn't do Facebook or Instagram uh, but he does post on Flickr as John Burns and mostly with his own one but with some digital work too I did go to look for John's work on Flickr uh, I need more details John because there are a lot of John Burns on Instagram on um, Flickr it turns out but it's really nice to hear from somebody who um isn't an Instagram or, or Twitter user because uh, we talk a lot about especially Instagram and people we chat to on there and I know there are plenty of people who just don't use those things but you can always as John has here get in touch with us via email and we will always be very pleased to hear from you so please do and thank you very much to John and to Jared for getting back to me to let me know that uh, they are both very much of the opinion that CLAs are a good idea. You ever had any of your cameras repaired Sarah? I sure have. I have the Yashica Mat 124, and I managed to knock the shutter off of it somehow, bumped it too hard, I guess. So I've had that in twice. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I actually, my digital cameras, I'm not even interested in um, replacing them with newer models. So I'm going to be looking to have them just sort of worked on as, as we go along um, rather than buying new digital gear. But um, yeah, I'm a believer. 
Yeah, no, it sounds, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to send my OM1 away. It seems crazy not to. It's it's a good camera. Yeah. And I ought to take steps to make sure it stays like that. So, yeah, but definitely. Thank you very much to both those guys. Um, over to you, Aid. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, just while you're on the subject of Flickr, actually, I uh, just want to uh, just say thanks to everybody who's been posting quite a lot of stuff in the last week or so to Flickr. Uh, so much so, in fact, actually, that I'm just going to mention somebody new uh and say thank you so um although i think i might be biting off a bit more than i can chew here because i don't think i'm going to properly pronounce either his first name or his second name it looks like if i was to use purely an english approach to this uh it looks like his name is slavomir carwash (laughs) i expect it's not that and i'm very very sorry but i i love the fact that you decided you changed the w to a V in the first name, but not in the second name. Uh, good point. Yeah, no, thank you. Car- Slavomir Karvosh. Yeah, I think that's... Karvash. Uh, Karvosh. It's, it's a good attempt. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that, except to say that it's probably the end of the show. So here we go. Uh, you can get in touch with us on the internet. Uh, we've talked about most of these already. Uh, we're just at Sunny Sixteen Podcast everywhere at this point. Uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, on Flickr, and on Sunday the nineteenth of March, we will be Sunny Sixteen Podcast at the Photography Show at the NEC in Birmingham. So if you are there, ping us on Instagram or Twitter, and uh, we may be able to meet up with you uh we can sign autographs you can buy us coffee or in graham's <laughs> case a pot of tea um uh, uh maybe we should get some merch ready graham what Please. in the next week <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'll bake some cakes to take with us <laughs> okay all right no no no. we are not exactly gonna do the rock star thing although i might wear some shades if it's sunny because i've got to drive all the way there anyway uh if you are more seriously if anybody is uh in birmingham at the nec on sunday the 19th of march uh give us a shout and uh, if we can uh, we'd love to meet up um, maybe you could let us know about that by emailing sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com Okay, so uh, we would like to say thank you, of course, as we do every week to Chris at pixelatedphotographer.com. Having uh, supported us through the server glitches last week, uh, Chris has been working behind the scenes actually to move all the hosting uh, for Pixelated Photographer this week and for our podcast uh, the feed for the podcast should stay exactly the same so you shouldn't see any wobbles um, but if you do uh, please get in touch with us and we'll make sure that we sort those out um, we'd like to say thank you to bill owens for our show notes uh, which uh, graham is probably going to spend most of this week posting back up again on pixelated photographer now that the website is up again aren't you graham yeah yeah i probably will probably will and then we will believe that you've done it at least once Mm. (laughs) okay (laughs) lastly not leastly uh kevin mcleod from incompetech.com uh produces huge amounts of music uh, incidental music mostly that you can use under a creative commons license and that's exactly what we do Uh, the music we use is called honeybee go check out kevin's website and lose yourself in the music 
Which means, Graham, I think there's only one last thing to do before we go, and that is to say a huge thank you to Sarah. Uh, Sarah, you've been a fantastic guest. A thank you to, for talking to us about your work and about all the You're stuff. You're very welcome. And about all the stuff that we're trying to work on as well. No, it's been yeah. fantastic fun. I enjoyed every minute of it. It's been awesome. I'm very glad that you aren't currently using 35mm film for this year's 56. I, I would feel right. bad about taking the time <laughs> out of your weekend to run around <laughs> taking pictures otherwise. Right, right. That's that's a good point. All right. So we will talk to you next week, uh, folks, uh, with fresh with the news of all the best uh, camera bag equipment, tripods and lighting from the photography show, uh, which I know that Graham is especially looking forward to the bags section. Uh, and on that note, goodbye. Bye. Sarah, you're a defence attorney. Do you reckon any defence can be mounted for uh, a photography subject turning up wearing a weird hat and carrying a mandolin? I don't, think I don't know. I think I kind of dig that whole vibe, though. Oh, that... what? <laughs> it's interesting. You know, the thing is, it just can't be boring. And that does not sound boring. <laughs>